Henry Horner, the Renewal Singers and Diet Peters, welcome you to What's New. We move on today in Matthew chapter 26 to verses 59 through 64. Following the arrest of Jesus, he was taken to the home of Caiaphas the high priest to be charged. But they had a problem. They had nothing to charge him with. So they began looking for false witnesses. But the trouble with false witnesses was in finding two that would agree on any one charge, for they would have to stand up under investigation. After all, Pilate might be a little inquisitive, which he was, and ask a few annoying questions. Well, finally, they found two witnesses that agreed. They said they had heard Jesus say that he would destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. According to John 2, 19-22, even the disciples misunderstood Jesus when he had made the statement, destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. They didn't understand what he meant until after Jesus' resurrection. Evidently, the false witnesses had been present at the time Jesus made the statement. Notice, however, that the quotation is not accurate. Finally, the high priest put Jesus on oath and asked him the question, Are you the Christ, the Son of God? Jesus answered, Yes, you have said who I am. Now, here are verses 59-64, and they read, The chief priests, and in fact, the entire Jewish Supreme Court, assembled there and looked for witnesses who would lie about Jesus in order to build a case against him that would result in a death sentence. But even though they found many who agreed to be false witnesses, these always contradicted each other. Finally, two men were found who declared, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, Well, what about it? Did you say that or didn't you? But Jesus remained silent. Then the high priest said to him, I demand in the name of the living God that you tell us whether you claim to be the Messiah, the Son of God. Yes, Jesus said, I am. And in the future you will see me, the Messiah, sitting at the right hand of God and returning on the clouds of heaven.
Here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. It was early Friday morning on the last week of our Lord on earth. It was the second of six highly irregular, if not illegal, trial procedures. After Jesus was taken captive and bound in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was taken briefly before Annas, who had been the high priest, until he was deposed by Valerius Gratus, procurator of Judea, who represented Imperial Rome. Actually, no doubt many Jews still considered Annas the high priest, since such office, according to Jewish tradition, was held till death. Annas questioned Jesus briefly, but didn't charge him. He then sent him to his son-in-law Caiaphas, now the high priest. Here, early in the morning, a hasty meeting of the Sanhedrin had been called. Matthew tells it this way. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus so that they could put him to death. But they did not find any, though many witnesses came forward. Finally, two came forward and declared, This fellow said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it in three days. Then the high priest stood up and said to Jesus, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. That's Matthew 26, 59-62. The purpose of this hastily called meeting of the Sanhedrin was to find and formulate a charge against Jesus that would call for the death penalty. The Sanhedrin was the supreme court of the Jews, but it did not have the authority to execute any person. It was usually mostly made up of Sadducees, although on occasion it might include Pharisees and even scribes and elders of the people. It had 70 members, although only 23 were required for a quorum. The high priest presided and brought the total to 71 persons. In their zeal to get rid of Jesus, the Sanhedrin virtually disregarded their own rules. I spoke about some of the irregularities of the trial on the last program. These procedures were highly unusual, to say the least, probably totally illegal. Evidently, this was an official meeting of this group, called for the purpose of finding and formulating a charge against Jesus. This group was convinced of Jesus' guilt, so they would accept any evidence, true or false. Hate that is so deep in order to get its way, will always accept false evidence. The evidence, however, had to appear legal. Judas, no doubt, had been their witness against Jesus, but he had disappeared. They were desperate for witnesses. Many false witnesses came forward, but apparently they could not find any two witnesses who would agree on a crime. Their case against Jesus would get nowhere if they could not find at least two witnesses who agreed with each other. Finally, two witnesses agreed that they had heard Jesus say that he would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days. There was some truth to this statement. 
almost three years earlier at the outset of his ministry. Jesus had said, Destroy this temple, and I will raise it again in three days. John 2.19 Of course, on that occasion, Jesus was speaking not about the physical temple, which took 46 years to build, but he was referring to the temple of his body, to his death and resurrection on the third day. It was in him, the true temple, that man and God meet. These witnesses, however, twisted the words of Jesus into a charge that he had threatened to destroy the temple of God. It was clearly a deliberate misreading of Jesus' words, but the Sanhedrin accepted it. To them, the threat to destroy the temple was a capital offense. It called for the death penalty. In most ancient cultures, desecration of holy places was considered a capital crime. Although it isn't stated here, it is quite likely, reading between the lines, that these witnesses were bribed. When the disciple Stephen was brought before the Sanhedrin, the false witnesses were secretly persuaded to give false testimony. Acts 6, 11-15. Very likely that was the case here. Even the charge against Stephen on that occasion was similar to this charge against Jesus. They accused Stephen of speaking against the holy place and against the law. They said, we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and change the customs Moses handed down to us. Evidently, this was right at the heart of the early debate between Judaism and the early church. What place would the old system have in Jesus' thinking? Did he have room for the temple and all that it stood for? Or would the temple and the old system have no place in Christianity? Interestingly enough, this is still debated after almost 2,000 years. What is the relationship of Christianity to Judaism? The origin of that debate is traced all the way back to Jesus himself. When the witnesses leveled the charge of threatening to destroy the temple against Jesus, the high priest said to Jesus, Are you going to answer? What is this testimony that these men are bringing against you? But Jesus remained silent. Probably the high priest hoped that Jesus would answer and that his words would incriminate him. But Jesus kept silent, since no official charge had yet been made. Then the high priest said, I charge you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Now Jesus was forced to answer, since an oath was involved. I'll focus more on Jesus' words tomorrow. But here's what Jesus said. Yes, it is as you say. But I say to all of you, in the future you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the Mighty One and coming in the clouds of heaven. Thank you.
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.